what's up people today we're talking about the book accidents of hero written by andrew shaman we're going to talk about my overall thoughts of the book and the five my five favorite bits from the book that will change your business okay let's get into the podcast health and safety is almost a victim of its own success we eat an oppressive regime of health and safety regulations a huge fire engulfs a tower block in Children being forced to wear goggles to play conkers at school. Worst oil field disaster, 164 dead. Rebranding Safety, the modern health and safety podcast, crushing the stereotype. Brought to you by Riss Fluent and your host, James McPherson. So welcome back to episode 10 of Rebranding Safety. Hopefully this week there is a youtube video coming so if you've been listening to this podcast thank you very much i hope you keep listening but don't forget to check us out on youtube as well so accidents to zero then andrew shaman's wrote wrote a book uh, obviously called accidents to zero who's andrew shaman andrew shaman is the president elect now of iosh which is an interesting move for Iosh. i thought um an impressive move actually i thought for Iosh. I'm not a massive, or have not been a massive fan previously of Iosh. I thought they're a bit old school, a bit like a old man's club, if that makes sense. Full of middle class old men, middle class white old men. Anyway, moving swiftly on before we get too in depth. Um, I I really liked um, the move from Iosh to, to put Andrew Sharman there. I think that was a bit of a game changer for them. Um, and that's probably, I have massively direct, digressed and I forgot that the podcast is not about Iosh. It's about Andrew Sharman's book, Accidents to Zero. So let's get into it then. My overview of this book, the structure. The structure of the book I really liked. The structure of the book kind of broken down into like, define, discuss, thought provoke, and a call to action. I really like the kind of way they set that out. I really like that kind of, you know, say for example, we're talking about culture, it sets out the tone by saying what culture is, uh, or what the description of culture is, um, and there's loads of different ways to describe culture, so it essentially just kind of just said, look, just pick one of your own, because it doesn't really matter. Kind of has the same discussion around accidents as well, and near misses, you know, define what we're talking about. And then to discuss the, that topic a little bit, and then we'll throw something in, like a spanner in the works, essentially, to really pro- provoke thought. And then finally, there's a call to action, which he calls a moment of reflection. I really liked also in a prologue, he kind of sets the tone for the rest of the book um, and he says in there that the book the book is not about preventing accidents, it's about creating safety and I really like that, that phrase, creating safety. There's not a lot of technical jargon in the book, which I like, I think that helps business owners a lot and it makes this a, a book for business owners more than safety practitioners. I think safety practitioners will massively benefit from this book, however, I think it'd be just as beneficial, if not more beneficial to business owners, business leaders, managers who are not in a safety role. Let's jump back onto the moment of reflection thing. I really like this this kind of section in the book. I really like how it kind of forces you in a way to stop and think about what you've just read in the book. So it's not a cover to cover book. It forces you to kind of real stop and reflect, hence moment of reflection. So let's get into that. My five favorite sections of this book. My first favorite chapter is mindfulness. 
Mindfulness. It's an interesting concept, I thought, to have in a, in a health and safety book. Um, and it's something I've read a couple of times in the last few months. I think um, quite a few people have picked this up and run with it. Um, but this was an interesting chapter because he actually barely mentions the word safety. I think it doesn't get mentioned or the word doesn't even get written in the book until the last bit, the moment of reflection in the chapter. And, and I really found that really interesting. Essentially, I loved it. I, for, for someone who's who's works in health and safety, it bores the crap out of me. And it was nice to read uh, a chapter that doesn't even mention health and safety. So what did he do in this chapter? He basically teaches us mindfulness in real common, common uh, layman's terms, um, which is really, really interesting and real useful for me personally, because mindfulness is something that was introduced to me maybe about a year ago and something I've been slowly trying to introduce into my life, um, which is hard. It's a hard thing to do. Um, and, and, and I really found what Andrew had written here really interesting and real really useful it kind of gives us an example of a mars bar eating a mars bar i think it was a mars bar anyway eating a chocolate bar um and how to eat it and how to understand it and real you know it's real in depth maybe a little bit over the top but that aside it was a good layman terms example it also gives us examples of you know historically how it's been taught or written um interesting concept though I mentioned in a few of my podcasts that health and safety should be habitual, a habit. Well, mindfulness is the opposite of a habit because in a habit we don't think about it. So, so surely I should disagree with it. Well, actually, I think I've read this mindfulness thing a couple of times, and it, like I said, it's only really been introduced to me for the like last year, and I like it, and I, I agree with it more. I think mindfulness should now become the habit, if that makes sense. I do think that safety should be ingrained in everything we do and maybe it should be a habit to when we're creating something to think about safety but in essence if we're mindful about what we're thinking about doing then health safety will come up anyway and that's kind of what Andrew's saying um, and, I, and I just really like this concept and I do think maybe as I was reading it I was thinking is this the one thing we've been missing for, for a very long time is this the one thing that, that is really going to finish everything off for us because let's be honest we're really good at health and safety and and you know like my kind of intro says you know it, we've, we've become our own worst enemy which we, we're the victims of our own success because we're just so good at it now that we're risk assessing rubbish um you know we're risk assessing the erection of gazebos for god's sake so i just really like this concept of mindfulness and definitely real focus on that chapter if you pick it up i think it could go a step further i think you know being mindful in business about everything not just safety uh, and quality um in in just just general business operations you know it could it could include quality it can include you know being uh, resourceful it could include being efficient there's all these things that we could have from being mindful in our business and i found that really really interesting so he also gives us an example on how to kind of implement this and, and says maybe we have a, a mindfulness safety day. I, I like that. I think if we're going to drop it in every now and again, I think the, uh, you know, the old school boys might, might struggle with this concept a little bit, some airy fairy crap. Um, so, so that was really interesting. But have a think about that and think about if you could implement a mindful safety day. The next chapter, leadership. 
leadership was a good chapter as well. Uh, first things first, he asked us to imagine safety heaven. So you imagine in your business, safety heaven. What's safety heaven to you? Safety heaven to me is that my job doesn't exist. Safety heaven to me is that a generalist health and safety job does not exist. That it is done by every manager and every person in the business by essentially being mindful um you know risk assessments are not done by safety professionals they're never intended in my mind to be done by safety professionals and my job shouldn't exist if i become a specialist at something i'd like to say maybe i am but that aside you know we might have some specialists in the business and that's fine um but generalist safety shouldn't exist so that's my safety heaven anyway we digress so he then says that leadership is how we get to that safety heaven, which I thought was a really interesting concept as well. And then he goes on to explain there are three different types of leadership, transformational, transactional, and servant. And without all three, it doesn't, doesn't work. So essentially it's kind of like the leadership dragon balls. You know, you need all of them to get your wish. Obviously I ain't gonna get there. Okay, so that was very interesting. I'm not going to go too much into this because, you know, they, you could talk a lot about those three different types of leaderships. But that was really interesting. You need all three of those. It also mentions that leadership is about relationships. And I've been saying for a while now that, that safety is about relationship building. And actually it's something I think where we fall down. A good example is my friend um, came to me a couple of weeks back and said that his health and safety guy come essentially quite aggressively storming onto the scene and uh, you know effing and jeffing and and just saying can't do this can't do that you know a bit of old school you know, health and safety mentality and um, I mean if this obviously practitioner had spoke to me first I tell you if, you, if you're going to approach Adam there's no way you should approach him like that um, you're not going to get anywhere and essentially we shouldn't be approaching anybody like that anyway you know where, where's kind of manners and respect gone in general regardless of health and safety so this guy's gone storming in anyway and he's gone absolutely nowhere because I would react the same way as Adam. If someone comes screaming to me and shouting, this is how you do it, that's not how you do it. You, you know, you go in and you have a discussion with them. Ask them why they're doing it that way. And Adam might have turned around and said, well, actually, this, this, this thing is a bit of a bone of contention for me and my job because one site does it this way and another site does it that way. And then they can have a discussion about it. And then at the end of the conversation, he could say, well, FYI, this is how we do it on this site. Um, you know, what do you think? Oh, yeah, okay, I don't mind doing it like that, as long as I know, might have been Adam's um, response. And then, boom, you say to him, next time, when your next delivery comes in tomorrow, you do it like this. Done. But instead, this turned into like a two-hour argument or whatever. I don't know how long it was, but it turned into an argument. And, um, and it didn't get anywhere. So relationship management is leadership. Leadership is about relationships. Another thing that I haven't really grasped yet, but I really liked... And I'm, I'm still thinking about it now, and I want you guys to think about it as well. Um, safety is a social activity. Now, have a think about that, and, and let me think. Let me know what you think about that, because I really like that kind of concept, but I'm still just kind of trying to navigate my way through it, if that makes sense. So my next favourite chapter was felt leadership. So, yes, leadership, felt leadership, kind of the same thing, but felt leadership's got a whole chapter of itself. So, this is kind of my, one of my probably favourite, most favourite chapters, was because this is where my current saying of the year goes, or comes from, sorry, which is 
Culture change comes from one person at a time, like a virus, it spreads throughout the business. And I've mentioned this on a couple of the podcasts previously. And I love that concept. I love that concept, you know, especially to kind of sell this to the leaders of our business that, you know, if you change the way you work and you think and talk and, 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 and kind of act safety as you go and do safety, that will spread throughout the business and eventually everyone will start to do it. So each practitioner does it, then each leader does it. And then, wow, imagine how, how quickly that's going to spread. It'd be like a cold at Christmas. Next interesting thing he said in Felt Leadership chapter was that 100% business engagement during a culture change, or really just 100% business engagement, is nonsense. So you're never going to get that. And I thought that, was good. that could be quite controversial, um, but actually I think he's, he's spot on, on on point. And I think, you know, when we're sitting in meetings and we're saying, you know, what's good health and safety culture? Well, it's when everybody's talking about safety all the time. Oh my God, I'd leave the business. That sounds boring as shit. Like we've got so much else we can be talking about and do. Um, so that was a real interesting concept as well. Felt leadership is a move from compliance to culture. It's a change in approach in our leadership team. Um, that was another point that Andrew made, and I, and I really like that as well. There's a lot of great information about uh, felt leaders, you know, the skills and the actions of a typical felt leader. Um, gives us good examples like from DuPont, um, their principles. And then he finishes on a summary uh, of those kind of skills that, you know, a felt leader is observable, is connected, is communicated, positive, you know, that has involvement and stuff like that. I thought that overall that was a really, really handy, useful, to the point uh, and in layman's terms chapter another interesting chapter or one of my uh, five favorites was near misses um yeah why why, would, why is near misses anything special i don't think near missing is a concept as a concept is anything special um but i think it was interesting that it was in the book um for one reason i, I think it's something that we still struggle with and i think essentially that that's why it's in the book in my opinion um i, I liked it because i think He's pretty to the point and and says that, you know, looking at one indicator like near misses is not enough. We can't just look at one indicator. Um, Essentially, it's it's meaningless. It's not useful. We have to look at a lot of indicators. You know, we have to look at feedback from us teams. We have to look at um, audit results. We have to look at accident reports we have to look at so many things that gives us a holistic kind of picture real paints a picture of the business um talks about the the heinrich triangle and uh, frank bird the kind of two statistical approaches or two near misses um and, and had a good discussion around them as well it goes into as well about reasons why near misses may not be reported and there's a real good examples in there um, I, I generally just thought that it's just a, it was quite an interesting chapter and as the this a lot of the concept in the books were quite new to, to, to me um, you know I never heard of felt leadership before um, you know there's a chapter or talk, I'll touch on in a minute uh, the Kaiman chapter I think that's how you pronounce it um, I never heard of that before that was really interesting but then when new Mrs pops up I was like nah, what's this doing in here so that was it was really interesting for that kind of point another favorite chapter of mine was risk um 
Vissi kind of breaks down in a couple of ways, and he says that you know one approach to risk management um, in in businesses as diverse as the ones that we've got nowadays um, is meaningless. And I thought that was a really interesting concept that I absolutely loved. I mean, I've been banging on the drum for this about this for ages, and I think you know the HSE have been trying to say this for a long time as well that blanket approaches just don't work. Um, so, so that was a nice statement to read, you know, in the beginning of the chapter. Also says that risk is about perception, um, and that a strong culture um, consists of shared perceptions, which was really interesting as well. You know, we've, we talked about perception of risk, haven't we, in a risk assessment podcast, um, and, and probably another number of podcasts as well. Um, and that kind of comes from reference points in our lives. Um, you know, so we kind of talk about, you know, what you've done and what you've seen and how, how much you've worked in a certain industry. You might become complacent to a certain type of risk and you might get a different perception of risk. Um, which kind of brings me on to the next point, which is the chapter about Kaiman um, and the heuristics that they call. And these are like anchor points in our brains. And sometimes these are created by um, historical events, you know, that have happened to us or happened in our timeline or also current events and I found that a very interesting chapter and that's kind of why I mentioned it in this risk one as well as much as Andrew kind of touches on the same concept in there um, I, I really wanted to talk about the Kaiman chapter because it nearly got into my top five and if I'm honest it probably should have been in there it was a new concept to me and I found it very interesting especially within the current climate that we're in now uh, in the UK since Grenfell so talks about current events changing our perception on things and, and current events has definitely changed the way that we look and consider safety and I think it's created or the, the media especially have created this kind of fear around making decisions and business safety and fire safety um, and, and it kind of I, I genuinely think it's kind of slowly pushing us into an era of going a bit over the top um, and, and I've been pulled into that as well, I, I think. I think I've had a, a discussion with a colleague of mine who's unbelievably technical when it comes to fire about the approach to sprinklers, etc. And when really sitting and talking about it and, and you know, from an engineering point of view, it being a, a explained to me about it all. And I thought, God, Jesus, yeah, previously, I think my approach to sprinklers a couple of months after Grenfell would have been over the top. And I think that's within reason. I think most people can understand that. And I think most people are probably in the same position. I just think we've probably been if we're mindful of that and we've spoke about mindfulness but if we're mindfulness of current events but we're also mindfulness of how that can change our perception of something um then then we might be able to give us a bit a bit of a better risk-based approach to how we do stuff because the law again remember says that we just need to manage risk we need to risk assess and then come up with reasonably practicable actions to deal with that risk Another section um, which I've mentioned before in the risk management, uh, risk assessment, sorry, podcast um, was enterprise risk management. So Andrew touches on in there where he says that, you know, when when we manage to embed safety into enterprise risk management and it's not a bolt on, then that's a good place for health and safety to be. So that's my overview of um, Andrew Sharman's book, Accidents to Zero. It's been a pretty short podcast today, but I hope you found it um, useful. Like I say, 
as far as I'm currently aware, YouTube is up and coming, but every time I try this, uh, it never works. So it's quite annoying that I brought a camera and, and actually today I got on much better with an iPod um, and a microphone connected to it, which was a, which was a kick in the balls. But anyway, um, that's my review of uh, Andrew Sharman's book. I hope you found it interesting. There were my five favorite bits, which was mindfulness, my leadership, mindfulness, leadership, felt leadership, near misses, risk. They were my five favorite chapters. I really like the structure of the book as well. Um, you know, who should read this kind of book? Um, I think everybody that's involved in, in kind of leadership or management in a business, safety practitioners are definitely benefit from this book. Um, I think it will change the way you approach your work. But I think who would benefit the most from this book? I think business owners and managers will massively benefit from this book um, the most. So, if you've read this book, let me know what your favourite chapter was. Come and find us at RiskFluent um, or on Twitter, or that is Twitter. You can also find us on Facebook at forward slash RiskFluent. Sorry guys, I'm a bit all over the place today. Um, and if also, let us know what your health and safety heaven is. If you've thought about it, you've read the book and thought about it, or you know, you've thought about it since you heard it on this podcast, you've got a safety heaven, what is it? Do you disagree with my safety heaven? Let me know. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast, guys. I'll speak to you next week. Bye.